Let's talk relationships. So I talk a lot about organic relationship building, especially when it comes to business and business relationships. Now, one thing that I have found is typically how you show up for other people, how you treat other people has a direct reflection of the relationship that you have with yourself, right? And so if you're in a situation or if you're in a season right now where you're like, hey, I want to, you know, grow my connections. I want to, you know, build healthier and more positive relationships around me. You first have to ask yourself, how is the relationship with me, right? What does that look like? Welcome to the Queen's Teaching Queens podcast. I'm your host, Natisha Livingston, aka The Connection Queen. Queen's Teaching Queens is committed to transforming the professional and entrepreneurial-minded woman spiritually, mentally, and financially. We help women to eliminate self-limiting beliefs, gain clarity around who they are, determine what they want, and how to get results. You are seen, you are safe, you are loved. Welcome to the Queendom, sis. So let's get into it. Let's go over three ways to heal the relationship that we have with ourselves. All right. First and foremost, let's talk about personal image, right? The first way that you're going to heal the relationship with yourself is you have to alter your personal image. You have to alter the way that you see yourself. See, a lot of times people will show up to others with like this sense of um, like um, they have no confidence, right? And what I have come to find is that a lot of people lack confidence in who they are, right? So when they are connecting, when they are trying to build relationships with other people, that lack of confidence shows because they have no idea who they are, right? And so for me, um, I was in the same position. And for me personally, everything changed for me when I went to this conference in February of 2021. Um, it was put on by a, um, a mentor of mine and it was called the Believe Nation Conference in Houston, right? Put on by David It was life-changing to say the least. Um, but I was coming to this conference in a season of brokenness. And we'll get into more bits and pieces of that time in my life. But basically, um, to sum up a long story, I had just got out of um, a very toxic relationship. And so in this season, I was on my kind of self-love healing journey, just trying to figure out like, who am I, right? Who am I in this new season? And so I went to this conference and he spoke about something that um, he broke down something that I had never heard of before. And like I said, completely life-changing, completely blew my mind. I am going to go over this as best I can, basically in layman's terms, and hope you're able to pick up what I'm putting down, right? I'm, I'm hoping you can pick up what I'm putting down, but I'm going to explain this to the best of my ability. I actually was able to find 
my notebook um, from over a year ago of me uh, taking notes at this conference, okay? And so basically the concept that he has here is the pyramid of belief, right? He has the pyramid of belief. And so there's three pieces to this pyramid, right? Hence pyramid. So you have your body, you have your mind, and you have your spirit, okay? You have your body, you have your mind, and you have your spirit. Now our body, this is where we live, right? This houses our, um, our spirit, right? Now our mind, we possess a mind, we have a mind. And our spirit was created first, right? Our spirit was created first. And so let me, let me go ahead and break this down now. Y'all bear with me, okay? Y'all bear with me because I'm going to break this down in like super simple terms, all right? First and foremost, God is spirit, right? God is spirit. Second thing you need to understand, spirit is word, right? The word, spirit is the word, right? That is the second thing that you need to understand. God is spirit, spirit is word, okay? And so God gave us dominion over all the things he created, right? I know many of us have heard that. He gave our spirit man dominion over all things that he created, okay? Now, creation is spirit. Okay, and so he has this equation. Follow along with me. God equals spirit. Spirit equals word. And so basically, I, I know we learned this, this mathematic equation like in algebra, but if God equals spirit and spirit equals word, then that means God also equals word, right? And so what that means is that in the word, right, in whatever word that you believe in, um, we were created in his image. We were created in his image and he then gave us dominion. He gave our spirit man dominion. And so what that means is that the dominion that you have is actually in your word. Now, I'm gonna just let that sink in just for a second. Because for me personally, I have been in a lot of environments where, um, you know, people say, oh, you know, there's so much power in the tongue. Um, a lot of, you know, personal development gurus are, you know, always talking about, you know, manifestation and the things that you say. And for me personally, I had been in a network marketing space um, in 2021. It would have been five years. And so I had heard all of these things before, like, you know, be careful with the, the words that you speak, but it didn't click. It did not click until he broke down this little equation right here, because our dominion is in our word. And so you have to ask yourself, 
are you speaking life or are you speaking death into your life? Right? Like the, the meaning, the, um, the phrase, there is um, power in the tongue. It, it took on a whole new level for me at this conference. And so it was in this moment where I started to really think about some of the things that I say to myself, right? Some of the, some of the things that I say out loud. And it took on a whole new meaning of saying things like, I'm tired or I'm broke. Or just, you know, all of these declarations that we declare over our life when we don't even realize it. And the training that he did, it was, it was very, uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. And so I'm definitely not going to break down too much more, but he actually had this um, part where he talked about time as well right? And how time is just like a man-made creation. And so basically when we're declaring these things like, oh, I'm so tired, right? Or I'm broke. It's like, we're saying that in the present, but time doesn't exist to God. So we could be saying, oh, I'm tired, right? Meaning this moment in the present, but that can manifest 30 years from now, 40 years from now. And so we really are just like creating the life that we want. And so that was super powerful to me. Then he said this line, he said this line that really, again, did it for me. Um, he said, self-confidence comes from the awareness of the power you have inside of you, the power you have to create. Right. And so if you do not acknowledge this power that you have, it's basically the same as you not having the power. Right. If you don't understand this power that you possess, you, you might as well not have the power at all. Right. Again, you have the power to create. Every single one of us has the power to create because we were made our spirit man was made in the image of God, right? So you are God, not, not big G, but little G. There is God inside each and every single one of us, right? If you want to create it, you have to speak it. Um, and so that was just super like, it was life-changing for me. I'm not, not going to hold you. I, um, I actually went to this conference twice and both times that I went I was just so mesmerized by this teaching in particular because um, at this point in time last year I had been on my spiritual journey myself for about a year and that just took it to like a whole nother level it really really did because I was like wow this makes so much sense right and so when we talk about our um our personal image and how we see ourselves, you first have to know who you are and whose you are. Because if you're not aware of that, you're, you're not going to be showing up um, as your bold, confident self. And so for me personally, the first step of really altering my personal image was learning, not only learning, but really embodying this fact of, wow, I am a creator, right? 
and I was made in the image of God. And so when you are able to declare that and you know that you show up differently, you walk a little differently. And so that's the first way right now, personal image is made up of two things, how you see yourself and how others see you. And so this whole like confidence piece of like who you are, whose you are, this is you and how you see yourself, right? And so that's like the first, first foundation is, okay, this, this is how I see me, right? Now, um, there is this book, there's this book called Believe Bigger by Miss Marshawn Evans Daniels. This book is literally amazing. But I saw this passage and I was like, oh wow, this is so relevant to this, this topic right here, right? And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to read you a little passage. If you have the book, it's on page 46, okay? It says, our trust in God is not somehow separate from our belief in ourselves. To the contrary, divine trust and self-belief are linked together by the umbilical cord of purpose. We cannot fulfill our destiny with just one or the other. We need both. We need a healthy and hearty self-image to even have the audacity to pursue all God has in store for us. Notice I didn't say we need a strong self-image to believe in God, right? And so that was from the, that was from the passage, page 46, if you have the book, um, Believe Bigger, 10 out of 10 re read, absolutely recommend. But when she said that, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like, oh my God, they literally are both tied hand in hand. I'm gonna read that line again. She said, we need a healthy and hearty self-image to even have the audacity to pursue all God has in store for us, right? The audacity. I love that because again, if we don't think highly of ourselves, it is really going to show in everything that we do right? It's going to show up in everything that we do. Now, um, second thing that you uh, want to keep in mind when you are trying to alter your personal image is, um, is the way that you talk to yourself, right? We obviously just talked about, you know, the power of the tongue and how we're literally creating our life. Now, one thing for me that was like a really big eye opener is that no matter how good our life is going or how bad our life is going, we created that, right? We created the lives that we are living right now. And so you want to start becoming more aware of what you're actually saying out loud about yourself. And so there is this... Um, there is this book called What to Say When You're Talking to Yourself. Um, have not read all of it. Have not read all of it myself. However, in this book, 
he actually explains um, different levels of self-talk. And he goes over like these five different levels. And um, essentially there's like negative self-talk and then you move into positive self-talk, right? So what are some examples of like negative self-talk? Things, saying things like, I wish I could, or if only I could, right? These are, um, these phrases are basically limiting yourself, right? They're basically limiting yourself, causing shame, causing guilt. And so you want to be super mindful of just saying these um, statements. I'm definitely not going to um, decipher all the levels of the, um, his self-talk, but definitely recommend that read or like a summary of the different levels of self-talk. Basically though, positive um, forms of self-talk, um, it is um, affirmations, right? He heavily goes into the use of affirmations and how we can literally um, change the beliefs that we have about ourselves through affirmations. Now, I've shared before that I was in the um, like network marketing, um, personal development space for a very long time. And again, I was told things like say affirmations, say them in the morning, say them at night, right? And for a long, long time, I was like, okay, I'm saying the affirmations, you know, 10 times, I'm, I'm writing them out 20 times a day, I'm saying them before bed, nothing's happening though, right? Like nothing is transpiring, like nothing, nothing is changing. And I got to a point where I started thinking like, maybe this just, maybe this just doesn't work for me, right? Maybe this just doesn't work for me. And so the one thing that I had to realize is that a lot of us, we say these affirmations, but we don't believe what we're saying like to ourselves. And so this kind of ties into the first thing that I talked about of understanding the power that you have. And it wasn't until I had like that aha moment that I started to actually believe the affirmations that I was declaring. Because if you're just speaking affirmations and you're just saying them, but you don't believe them, well, because of your lack of belief, they're not gonna come true, right? Because you have no, no faith in, in what it is that you're even saying, how can you expect those affirmations to, to come true? And so that changed everything. And so again, once you start to understand who you are and whose you are, you show up differently. The things that you speak are different, right? And so affirmations for me became a whole new ball game once I really started to have that confidence in myself, right? Now, in this season of when I was like growing and when I was really healing, just finding like this new identity, right? Outside of what was. There were a couple of books that really helped me. And so not only um, was Believe Bigger a really good book for me, but I also did um, 
I also read uh, T.D. Jake's um, de devotional, Woman Art Thou Heal and Whole. It's like a 90 day devotional. And wow, that was something. It was, it was really, um, it was really kind of, what is the word? It was mind blowing of how just going, the way he takes you through this 90 day like journey, it really does lead to healing. So if anybody is like in a space where you're in a new season or you are just on your own, you know, kind of healing journey or you're grieving a person or grieving a situation, I absolutely recommend doing um, that devotional. It's crazy the like how much can change in 90 days, right? Um, I also read Joyce Meyer's The Confident Woman and those three books, chef's kiss, right? Like again, if you're in a season, if you're in a state where you are just looking to grow and heal, 10 out of 10 recommend those books, okay? So that is, um, that's the first part of, um, of your, uh, your personal image, right? So how you see yourself. Now, the second part of your personal image is how the world sees you. And this one right here is, I think a lot of people, and I'm speaking more um, to those who are like more business-minded, who are just, you know, showing up online, uh, marketing their business, growing their business online, right? Here's what you have to understand as a business owner. Perception is reality, right? Perception is reality. And so what that means is that it may not necessarily be your reality, but what your clients or what your audience think about you is indeed their reality. That is their truth, okay? And so what, that, what does that mean for a business owner though? What does that mean for somebody who is you know, looking to grow their business online? Well, that is something that you have to be mindful of. You have to be more aware right? So that means when you show up online, just like making sure you take care of yourself. This was a big one for me um, with, you know, personal image because um, I used to be in the financial industry to help people with investments. And um, I'll be very honest. I was one of those people, <laughs> my mom would get so mad. I was one of those people where um, I went through a, a period where you know, I would just wear sweats out of the house. Um, I would wear whatever I want. And I remember my mom would always be like, you need to go put some clothes on, like put some clothes on. You need to go look presentable. Like, why are you walking out the house like that? Right. My mom's the type of person where even if she has to run errands, like she is fully clothed. Like, yeah, she is fully clothed. I very rarely even saw her wearing sweats. Um, to this day. And so I'm like the opposite though. Like I'm going out, I have Aaron clothes all the time, but it wasn't until I was in the financial space and I was in network marketing where I was like, wow, you know, I would be at Kroger or, or I would be at Safeway and I'd be like, dang, I want to 
I want to talk to this person. Um, I, you know, I want to connect with this person. However, I don't feel confident in the way that I look right now. Because again, perception is reality. If you are sitting here and I'm talking about myself, if you're sitting here, you know, talking to somebody uh, about money, about finances, but you look, you know, just distraught and a mess, is this person going to take you serious? If somebody was talking to you about money and they looked like ridiculous, would you take them serious? Right. And if the answer, the answer for me was no, like I would not take somebody else coming up to me looking a hot mess serious when they're talking to me about money, finances, investing. Right. And so we have to remember that as business owners, we have to look and play the part. Right. Is it always fair? No, but you have to put your foot in their shoes. If somebody came up to you and was offering what it is that you have to offer, looking the way that they did, would you be sold, right? And if not, it's time for you to start being more mindful in how you show up and how you present yourself. Because at the end of the day, when opportunity does arise and you do not feel your best self, you are not going to show up as your best self, right? And so even today, I'm I'm still not the one to get fully dressed all the time, especially, you know, after 2020. But now we have, you know, that new phase of clothes where it's like athleisure, right? Where we got the cute little two pieces and, and things like that. So we can make up the, you know, our Aaron run clothes are a lot cuter nowadays, right? Take advantage of that. And so now when I do go out the house, I do feel calm uh, most of the time. Right. I do feel uh, comfortable most of the time being able to start a conversation with somebody or introducing myself to somebody um, because I am mindful of how I'm going um, outside looking. Okay, so that's personal image. That is the first way to um, have a healthy relationship with yourself is altering your personal image. Number two, the second way. Um, to have a healthier relationship with yourself is another concept that I learned at the Believe Nation conference, okay? So I told you how I went to this conference in February, 2021. It was absolutely amazing, okay? Well, there was a segment at this conference. Um, it was a segment right before lunch. And David had talked about forgiveness, right? And he was talking about just, you know, the importance of forgiveness and how um, your lack of forgiveness is actually like blocking you from blessings. And so he gave us this assignment, essentially. And the assignment was, we had to write down the names of three people who had wronged us, three people who had wronged us. And we, he then gave us the assignment to write down those three names. And on lunch, um, we had to call them. We had to call these three people who had wronged us. And we had to tell them that we forgive them. <laughs> so again, I, when I typically... I go to a lot of conferences. I go to a lot of personal development events. And I'm not going to lie. There are some things where I will go 
And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to do that part. Right. And like, for this, some reason, I was just compelled to be all in. Um, I was like, you know what, whatever he says, I'm going to do. Because again, I was in this space of just trying to figure out like my life. And so um, I was like, open. I had an open mind, open heart. He was like, all right, on lunch, go forgive these three people. So I wrote down three names. I had my dad. I had my ex at the time. And then I had one other person who had wronged me. Okay. Went on to lunch, um, called my dad. I don't, he did answer. We had a conversation. It went very well. It went very well. Um, called my ex. We had a conversation. It was just fine. And then when I got to this third name, I was like, you know what? Two out of three is good. I'm not calling this person, right? Like, that's what I said to myself. I said, two out of three is good. I'm about to go ahead and order me some Chick-fil-A. I'm going to eat before we have to go back, okay? So that was in February. And so after February, I actually saw um, so much um, development in my life, so much change for the positive had happened. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, all these blessings were happening. And I was like, wow, that is so amazing, right? Now we're in July. Now we're in July. And I remember in this phase in my life, I was kind of going through this identity crisis of where was God sending me next, right? I had kind of, you know, been in one space for so long. And I was so scared to kind of take this leap into doing things on my own. And I just, I didn't know I needed answers. And so I was going to the um, Believe Conference again, it was in July, but this time I was there and I was expectant. I was like, I know I am going to receive a breakthrough when I come to this conference. Like I know I am. I went there expecting that, right? Conference was great. Absolutely phenomenal. However, he did this assignment again where he goes right before lunch. He's like, hey, I need you to, you know, write down three people that you need to forget. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? And so at this point in time, there wasn't three people that I needed to forgive. There was literally only one, the same person whose name that I had wrote down in that past February. And so I write down this name and y'all, I had, I had a moment. Like it was, it was a very big moment because I was just like, do I write this person? Um, I really didn't know what to do. I, I was so stuck. I was like, I, I felt in my heart that if I wanted to get to the next level, I had to forgive this person because I just, I kept thinking and I was like, I'm literally doing everything that people are like telling me to do. I'm doing all the things, but I'm still not seeing the successes that I know could be possible for me. And I was like, there's something holding me back. There's something holding me back. And I was like, 
I was like, it has to be this forgiveness thing. It has to be. And so I didn't have this person's number. Um, at least I didn't know if it was their number. So I was like, you know what? I need to make sure this person gets it. So I, what I did was I wrote this too long, super long message um, on Facebook and sent it to them. And then I, I think I deleted the thread. So I didn't have to see it again in my life. And then I went on about my day. But after I sent it, I just cried for like a good five to 10 minutes because I had felt so much weight like lifted from my shoulders. Like I had just, I felt free. I truly felt free. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is what forgiveness feels like. And when they say your next level is tied to, you know, your forgiveness, I absolutely believe that because things started moving and grooving for me right after that, right? I went on to have like the, make the most money I had ever made. And, and one day I launched, um, Queens Teaching Queens, the official networking group, like so many things happened. And sometimes I think like, what if I was so stubborn? What if I did not forgive? Like, what if I let that just keep erode, keep eroding at my heart, right? And so I just say this, if anybody is in a season where they are looking to grow, where they are looking to level up and it's not happening for you, ask yourself who you need to forgive. What do you need to let go? And I'm telling you, that was like a game changer for me. Now, forgiveness has definitely played um, a big role. Now, I host an annual Valentine's Day event. And this past year, um, we actually did a, um, a segment at Valentine's Day about forgiveness that was so, so powerful. And I'll tell you the exercise that we did because if you are, you know, in community with people, this is actually a great tool that you could utilize um, with a friend um, or somebody who can hold you accountable um, on your healing journey. And so basically it was a partner exercise and it got a little deep. Well, not a little, <laughs> that under, little is an understatement. Everybody, um, it, it, we went there. Um, but basically, this exercise, what you're going to do is, is um, a partner, you're going to take a partner and each of you are going to write down the number one person that you need to forgive. So each of you are going to have one person that you need to forgive. And here is what is going to happen. Because when it comes to forgiveness, a lot of us are waiting for apologies that we are never going to receive, right? I'm gonna say that again. A lot of us are waiting for apologies that we are never going to receive. And so instead of letting this unforgiveness tie you down and hold you back, what you have to do is you have to let it go. 
even if you are not speaking to this person directly, you have to let out all of those feelings. You have to let out all of those emotions. So you take a partner, you each um, pick the person that you need to forgive. So for example, if you needed to forgive your, your mother, right? Your partner would take the identity of your mother in this exercise. And in this exercise, you would then be given the opportunity to tell your mom anything that you need to tell her. How did she hurt you? How did she make you feel, right? Let out everything that you have been holding in out to this person. Because a lot of times we don't need to necessarily tell the person, right? I, to this day, I have no idea if this person even received my message, read my message. I have no clue. I have no idea. But still the act of letting out those words and letting out those emotions, it's freeing, right? It's absolutely freeing. And so you guys take turns, right? They, um, they identify as your person, you identify as, um, as their person. And here's what's so great when you're in community, right? And it was such a beautiful thing um, at our conference because in that moment, I realized how important community was when it comes to, to healing, right? Because so many times we think that um, we have to do things on our own or by ourselves. You absolutely do not. Find you a community, get you some girlfriends, right? Because here is the thing, when you're in community with people, your burdens are no longer just your burdens, right? There are people who will share your burdens with you. The women, the people that you are in community with, they will share those burdens with you. And that is the one thing that I personally have learned that, um, learned about community over these past couple of years is that these, um, these feelings are not just your feelings to share by yourself, right? And so um, when it comes to forgiveness, the number one resource that I always tell people that personally helps me is um, Michael Todd, he, Pastor Michael Todd from um, Transformation Church in Tulsa. He has a forgiveness series. Now, this forgiveness series is like, it's like 16 weeks long. It's, it's so, so long. But let me tell you, it's amazing. Like it, it really, really, really is amazing. And if you struggle with forgiveness, um, I absolutely recommend go watching that, that series. And I'll be honest, I first attempted the series, um, right after my breakup in December of 2020. And I had watched a few, few episodes and then, um, and then I just stopped watching it. <laughs> and then I remember I had came back to it um, in July of the following year after I had left this conference and I actually finished out the whole, the whole series. And I was, and at that moment, I just felt completely free, right? Um, 
but yeah, I 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 recommend, um, recommend that series. And so that is the second way of healing this relationship that you have with yourself is really forgiving other people. Because again, when you're not forgiving others and you're holding in all that negative energy, it's only hurting you. It's only hurting me, right? I'm the one who's not reaching my goals. I'm the one that's being held back by this negative energy. And so let it out, let it out and let it go. Let it out and let it go, right? And then that forgiveness piece. And then also another thing that I didn't touch on too, that I really recommend that forgiveness um, series too, because um, it allowed me to actually um, be in a space where I freely give out grace to other people freely. Um, you know, cause he talked a lot about how, you know, how can we have the, um, the audacity not to forgive other people when God forgives us, right? And just being reminded of that, like continuously, it's like, who am I, right? Like, yes, this person may have wronged me, but I've wronged somebody else. Don't, don't I want forgiveness? Don't you want forgiveness for the wrongs that you have done? And so it really just put me in a, um, in a state of just being, um, giving out grace freely. And so, and, and I think that's a very important space to be in because your, your, um, your heart is open. Um, and so, yeah, yay forgiveness. Um, so that's the, the second way to um, have a healthy rela healthier relationship with yourself. And then number three, last thing is don't take, um, don't take anything personal. And this was a really, really big one for me. Um, this also kind of actually ties into the forgiveness series. He did like this whole um, episode on like not taking anything personal and things like that. And so um, a, that series, along with the book, um, The Four Agreements, really started to put things in perspective for me where it's like, hey, things that people say to you, things that people do to you, 10 times out of 10 have literally nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And so I would really just encourage you to focus on yourself, focus on doing the internal work because the more work that you do on yourself, the more aware that you are um, just about you and, and how you are um, and, and just knowing like, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Like being able to give out grace freely, like you really start to um, recognize and be like, hey, that, that wasn't about me. I'm not going to receive that. Right. And so you take things um, a lot less personal. You will stop looking um, at life through the lens of your hurt, because I don't know if you realize this, um, a lot of times we actually project our past traumas onto other people. And so if you're in this space of, you know, not taking anything personal, um, you're not projecting, right? You're not projecting, you know, things that have happened to you in the past. And that's just a good 
space to be in, <laughs> right? Um, so highly recommend um, the book, The Four Agreements, if you haven't read it already. Um, but as a recap, because that's kind of um, brings us to the close, um, to have a healthier relationship with um, other people, we first have to heal um, and grow this relationship that we have with ourselves. One thing that I will say is that this right here is not like an overnight process, right? This is not something that just, you know, happens. Like it really is a solid, solid journey. And so these are just things that have personally helped me um, that I have personally went through over the last year, year and a half or so. And um, I can identify these specific things as having the biggest, biggest impact. So number one, altering your personal image, right? Number two, forgiving others. And then number three, just not taking anything personal, right? Um, I know most of us want to have, you know, organic relationships with other people, strong, real relationships with other people, right? If you want to do that, I highly encourage you to first work on the relationship that you have with yourself. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in and I will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Queens Teaching Queens podcast. Follow me, your host, Natisha Livingston on all platforms at Natisha Connects. To find out more about guest opportunities and sponsorship opportunities, please email us at join at queensteachingqueens.com with subject podcast. Remember, you are seen, safe, and loved. See you next time.